0: Hoops Heaven proudly brings to you Basketball Hustle, featuring your host, the Rider Chris Pike, and the scoring machine, Sean Redditch. Now it's time for another episode of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle. Hello and welcome to a very special bonus edition here of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle for this week. As you hopefully have already listened to, myself, Chris Pike, and the scoring machine, the Perth Wildcats legend, Sean Redditch, have broken down everything that happened in the NBL Grand Final Series and then with the breaking news of the series being cancelled and we went through all the range of emotions about what we think should happen and especially Sean Redditch's expert views on how the championship should be decided and and how we should all reflect back on this season and and I guess as we await for the news from the NBL on the official decision but as an aside to that as a very special bonus for all of our loyal listeners here at Hoops Heavens Basketball Hustle. We've caught up with Perth Wildcats vice captain and who should soon to be become just one of four players in NBL history to be a six-time championship winner. Jesse Wagstaff, he was kind enough to donate some time to reflect back on what has happened this season, what's happened in the last 24 hours, what he thinks should happen with the championship, what he thinks will happen over the next 24 hours and what his plans are moving forward. So a very special treat for all of our listeners, and hopefully, you enjoy it here on Hoop Seven's Basketball Hustle. Okay, Jesse Wagstaff joining us here on Hoop Seven's Basketball Hustle. Unfortunately, your old mate Sean couldn't be with us, so you're stuck with me, Jesse. Um, reminds me of about 10 years ago. We used to head down to the Sport FM offices and we did a, did a show, I think it was called The NBL Zone for a little while, so this isn't totally foreign to you.
1: No, we did. I, I remember that like it was yesterday. Except it was, it was an hour drive each way. It was yeah, I remember that like it. Yeah, it was just the other day.
0: <laughs> you didn't do that drive yourself too often, though. You used to make me pick you up.
1: Oh, occasionally, occasionally. <laughs> just, just because it was an hour drive, needed some company.
0: Now, I mean that that makes me makes me reminisce that this has been a long journey that I've been on with you. Your whole career, I've seen you play in Perth, and and now you've won five championships hopefully six it should be six we'll, we'll wait to see <laughs> what what ends up happening but it's been a remarkable journey and unfortunately for you you've known me the whole the whole way through i i reckon it was the, your first day in perth or your second day in perth we caught up in the old perry lakes offices and here we are 11 years later still still managing to to catch up
1: yeah it's been a long journey you know it's uh yeah as you said 11 years and back in perry lakes it, a lot of things have changed. Obviously, that building's there, no more. Mm. Um, You've got the new Perry Lake Stadium, definitely less asbestos riddled than the last. <laughs> yeah, new facilities, uh, new arena, uh, new CEO, new coach. Like, you know, I've got three kids now. Like, yeah. things have definitely changed, but uh, yeah, it's been a it's pretty pretty wild ride.
0: Now, we can reminisce a little bit later. Let's get straight down to business. I guess people want to hear your feelings on what's happening right now with this grand final series. Obviously, on Tuesday afternoon it was decided it would be it would be cancelled with the Sydney Kings deciding that they weren't willing to risk coming over to Perth and if you listen to their reasons I think it's pretty sound reasoning but at the same time it's hard to imagine any other decision except the fact that they forfeited the grand final series from the vice captain of the Perth Wildcats point of view how how do you (laughs) see the whole situation?
1: Yeah it's been a yeah, I just said it's been a wild 11 years. It's been probably even a crazier last 72 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, we were expecting to, I guess, play on Friday and we were preparing for that. You know, it was Tuesday afternoon. I'd gone in that morning, get some shots up and pretty much preparing for a Friday game decider at uh, at the arena. But I'm kind of off social media, so mm-hmm. I, I do not get any of it. But, yeah. um, you know, a message came through from one of the coaching staff, Jacob, that um, social media was going, going a bit bananas and uh, the game might be called off and... Yeah, and it was. It all kind of happened pretty suddenly for me. I just got a text saying it's been cancelled. Um,
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: And yeah, and that, and that was it. You How's know, a it's group how quick. Did,
0: what did you do? What did you do Tuesday afternoon and what have you done since in terms of, I guess, getting your heads around the whole situation?
1: Yeah, look, um, we got together Tuesday night, which was last night, but days yeah. kind of have no meaning right now. <laughs> um, yeah, Tuesday night and just, you know, had a few drinks and and shared some stories, so it was a good night last night. Um, we got together again today just for a lunch, and and then we'll we'll have some celebrations on Friday as well. And then yeah, kind of it's kind of weird. that Then we're done. Like it's, it's it's I mean we're done now essentially. But yeah. you know in the past we've had you know the grand final and the the final buzzer, and then you obviously have the ball as well. And um the ball is kind of like the final closure. But um yeah, it's interesting times we're living in.
0: What's it like now knowing that? This time yesterday, you were preparing to play on Friday night and now you've got no more games to prepare for for, for six months. What's what's that feeling like?
1: Yeah, a bit surreal, actually. I don't think, it, I don't think it's truly sunk in. Yeah, surreal, I'd say. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, the, the games we were playing too was in front of a no, no crowd, which, yeah. is, which is surreal in and of itself. But, um, yeah, very surreal. Um, I, as I said, I don't think it's quite hit home. I'm not sure when, when it will, that yeah. season's actually over. But, yeah, yeah, just bizarre.
0: You talked about you'll have some sort of celebration on Friday night or sometime between then and Friday, I guess, as well. You'll get together as a group. Do you expect to celebrate a championship or what do you think should happen in that situation?
1: Yeah, look, believe it or not, and I'm not really, this isn't um, intended to sit on the fence or kind of dodge yeah. the question. I haven't really thought about it too much. Okay. Um, it's out of our control. And, again, that does sound like dodging the question. No, but
0: that's how you feel, it's not.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd obviously like to to finish a series and and play, but um, you know the decision was obviously taken out of our hands, and once again, the the final decision is is with the NBL. It would be nice to know, and I guess we'll have that decision. I expect tomorrow. I guess. Yeah, it's not uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll have that decision tomorrow, and I guess that'll provide a, a little closure um, on the season. I guess, but it's obviously pretty unprecedented in the league and yeah. uh, worldwide with with the event so yeah it'll be interesting to see see which way it falls <laughs>
0: Let's just take a second to not only thank Hoops Heaven for the enormous support they've given us here on Basketball Hustle this season, because as we've said from the very start, we wouldn't be able to do this show without their support. But let's also encourage all of our listeners, whether you get the chance to head into their store in person at Murray Street in the Perth City, or if you can jump online at hoopsheaven.com.au. now more than ever, in these times where where everyone is affected by the coronavirus, in some way, shape, or form. We need to stick together as a basketball community and Hoop7 is no different. They won't survive unless we support them and continue to buy our our goods from them and continue to, to support them. They do an unbelievable job of supplying us with everything you could ever hope for in a basketball sense. All of the sneakers in the world you could ever hope for, all of your NBA merchandise, your NBL merchandise, your Nike gear, your Jordan gear, your Adidas gear... Anything you can imagine, you can find it at Hoop7 and at Hoop7.com.au, and we really need to support them now more than ever. They haven't asked us to put out this plea, but we need you to support them because we just all need to rally together in these tough times. So head to Hoop7.com.au, and thanks to their support here on the show. When you get to check out, use the code word HUSTLE, that's H-U-S-T-L-E, and you'll get a special discount as well, and they'll take care of you. So thanks again to Hoop7 for their support, but please make sure you support them at Hoop7. If the league decides that you have won the championship, will it will it be in any way a hollow feeling? Will it mean as much as the other five? How do you expect to feel if it goes that way?
1: Yeah, look, I'm not sure. Obviously, uh, you know, we're still proud of the season we've had. And- yeah. You know, I, I guess if it does go our way, I mean, it's, it'll be obviously, obviously awesome. But at the same time, you know, that, that feeling of the grand final siren kind of going off and the, the jubilation and the sitting in the locker room after that, that feeling of, I guess, contentment and satisfaction and success. Um, you kind of, I don't think that can be really replicated. Mm. Um, coming off the, I guess, adrenaline of the game and 14,000 or wherever, wherever we're playing, there'd probably be more than 14,000, um, yeah. people screaming. And so I guess you, you'd miss that, but, yeah, again, out of our control, so you kind you got to live with it, I guess.
0: If it's decided that there's no championship awarded, would you feel cheated in any way, do you think? Or have, do you know how you would feel in that situation?
1: Uh, yeah, cheated is an interesting word. Um, I guess it's like a draw in soccer, isn't it? Um, you, you kinda, you're in front,
0: though. I mean, that's the
1: difference. Right, right. and that, That's the interesting one. So, you know, obviously the league's got a decision to make and, you know, there's, there's Sydney's argument as well and obviously our argument. And, I'm obviously on our side, um, but yeah, I'm not sure how I'd feel. It's almost not a wasted season, I guess. That's a that's probably too harsh yeah. to say a wasted season, but I guess yeah, just no closure. You don't have that um, the result, I guess, and and never will if if that's the way it goes.
0: I'm not sure if you saw the press conference that your CEO Troy and Coach Trev did yesterday. They were pretty strong in their feelings towards how there should be no other. Decision, except obviously the Wildcats winning the championship, and they were they were pretty disappointed in, I guess, the Kings not being willing to be flexible at all the whole way through. Um, I don't expect you to to replicate their <laughs> feelings, but do, can you see both sides of it, or are you firmly, you know, siding with the things that Trev and Troy said? Or how how, how do you? See
1: yeah, that? look, actually it? I actually haven't. I haven't seen their presser. Um, actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: um, as I said, I kind of kind of avoid most of it yeah I'm sure look, they've said the same thing to you in private though I beg your pardon I'm sure they've probably said similar things to you I guess behind closed doors to
1: what they were thinking. yeah I mean it's all happened so quickly honestly that mm-hmm. you know the the timeline is so condensed and obviously the the decisions and possible outcomes and, and situations was changing by the minute really I guess um, because of the you know the unprecedented nature of the, the thing I guess so mm-hmm. yeah I guess you can you can see both sides um, as I said from our point of view we, we would have liked to have played and you know, if, if we say did lose on Friday, I think you know everyone was prepared to see it out and travel Sunday. Yeah. Um. To to decide it on at Sydney. So, but but then again, you've you've got to look at it at, at their point, and things are changing fairly rapidly. But as I said, we would have liked to have played it out. I guess.
0: I think that's another strong argument that suggests that you should be awarded the championship if you were prepared to still fly over to Sydney. I guess, despite the potential risks that you were facing, the same things that. Sydney was facing and they weren't willing to come to Perth and it's hard to see it in any other way than a forfeit given the Kings were the ones that went to the NBL and cancelled the game it wasn't like the NBL has cancelled this series so the fact that you were willing to fly to to Sydney on Sunday to play if you had to and you I assume you've decided that as a playing group do you do you think that should be taken in consideration when the league's making the decision?
1: Um, Firstly I'm i'm glad it's not me making the decision no. i think either way there's going to be you know unhappy parties but look the threat is real look it's not no one's no one's discounting that and you know they're they're. It. i mean there are reasons that um sydney didn't feel safe and and this environment is an is an interesting one so i don't think no opinion you know invalid i mm-hmm. mean everyone's opinion um deserves some weight and i guess that's what they decided theirs was
0: okay that that's Get off that because it's all pretty heavy, heavy going. But I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you being candid and being willing to speak, speak to us, and being being honest about it. Um, an easier decision to make. If a grand final MVP is awarded, is it Nick Kay or Bryce Cotton?
1: Uh, I think Bryce. Um, don't get me wrong. Nick has had a hell of a yeah. um a year and series, I guess. Yeah. But for me, um, I think it's. I mean, yeah, I don't want to discount Nick, but I think it's reasonably clear that, that Bryce. Should get it. I suspect even if we played game four or five and he got injured, knock on wood, or didn't score, he'd almost still get it. Um, You know, he's had a hell of a year, and this series and the the basketball he's been playing is at an extremely high level, I think.
0: Let's go back to last Friday night. We were two of the few people in the building, so was Sean. We talked about it on our show last week with, with Sean's thoughts on the whole situation. This time last week, we didn't really think it was a possibility that you'd be playing in front of an empty stadium. I guess it wasn't really until a bit after 2 o'clock on Friday that that decision was finally made. From a players' right. point of view, what was, it, what was that whole experience like?
1: Again, surreal. Um You know, you don't have to enter the Perth Arena and um, (laughs) there's no one there. But in saying that, I think the club did a really good job. I mean, I guess the game night production was pretty similar. Um, You know, so they had the dancers, they had the the videos, they had the music, they had the, you know, they had pretty much everything. So the The
0: band was
1: noisy. Right, right. So it actually, it was surreal, but I was actually expecting to be more surreal, I guess. I was expecting to be weirder. Uh, but once the game got started, obviously you can you can hear a lot more that what goes on court and probably a bit easier to communicate and um, the momentum, I guess, doesn't change or well, changes a bit easily with, without the crowd backing you. But apart from that, it wasn't as, as crazy as I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, I agree. I felt like once you're into the game, probably especially in the second half, you found yourself getting lost in the game like you would on a, on a normal. One thing that Sean did notice, he 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 found that he could hear everything on the court a lot more, more clearly. And there was one thing that stood out to him and he talked about it on our show that we, we released earlier, Andrew Bogut, he's big dunk. After his dunk, he, he came over to the Wildcats bench. He went up to Trevor Gleason, and this is according to Sean. So who knows <laughs> if it's gospel or not. And he I'll... asked for Jesse Wake's after be put into the game immediately. Did you hear that? What's your, what are your thoughts on that? And, I... did, and did you go up to Trevor and say, put me in then coach?
1: Well, I don't even understand why he said that. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't even hear that. I didn't even – I don't even – no, I guess he wanted to dunk on me. I don't know. That's exactly um, –
0: that was my reaction to Sean when, when he oh,
1: told me. Um, Yeah. I, oh, oh, hold up, hold oh, up. My some... kid My kid just fell off the wall. <laughs> Come here, Bubbles. Come here, Bubbles. Who
0: are you introducing <laughs> us to, Jesse? Well, this is,
1: this is Kems, and she's currently – because she fell off the backyard wall. Um, that's what my off season's going to look like. He's <laughs> looking after our three little munchkins. Steph's been been doing it all season, so I guess it's my turn. Yeah, I'm not sure why Bogut said I'm, I've got a pretty dunkable, I guess, stature about me. I can't really jump over credit cards, so I'm, I guess he just wanted to dunk on me. He's, he's, he, he won't be the last, and he's definitely not the first.
0: That was my reaction. Sean had a different take. Sean said that he thought it was because Plumley couldn't guard him, and he wanted wanted a better challenge in terms of being defended but I didn't quite buy that
1: yeah I'm, I'm not buying that I, yeah yeah I think old, old, uh, old Miles is a bit bigger and stronger and quicker than me so um, I'll stick with the uh, I probably just wanted another
0: victim <laughs> uh, what about Sunday obviously Sean and I weren't there to see what the difference was like with no crowd there how different was Sunday compared to what we saw on Friday night with no crowd
1: yeah, look, very similar. Uh, they kind of kept the production value pretty similar. They had the music, they had the dancers, they had the blackouts. Similar, I would say, a similar sized crowd opposite the benches this time. Yeah. Um, we had we had a pretty good showing actually. Um, a lot of family was there, Nick's and um, Norto's, uh, Damo's. Um, so we had a, a pretty good wildcat showing, and especially in such a small crowd, <laughs> you can kind of hear everything. So no, look, it was it was quite similar, and I guess <coughs> to some extent you're a bit more used to it. But yeah, it's still a bit weird. <laughs>
0: Your role, especially during the playoffs, but the whole season, I guess a lot of people, when any athlete gets past 30, they start to think that they're winding down, but your your body looks healthy. You're playing a really important role. I think every time down the second half of important games that Trev's gone for the smaller ball lineup of you, and, and Nick, it's, it's been a match-winning move just about every time he's gone for it. The role that you've been playing and the basketball you've been playing in, the way you're holding up physically, you don't look like you're anywhere near the end of your career just yet.
1: <laughs> well, I feel a bit different. Um, I look, I feel a bit older and slowing down a bit, but I do feel pretty good. And, yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm 30. What am I? 33, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, so I still feel like I've got some good basketball to play. Yeah. You know, I think I've been been lucky too that since my time in the Wildcats, I've I've played with. I don't want to say three of the greats, but I mean, Shawnee, Maddie, and and Nick now um, yep. are two pretty dominant or three pretty dominant. Sorry. For yeah. um so I've been lucky enough that I play with them and kind of fly under the radar a bit um because of their talent and skill and so yeah, I guess if I can keep on playing and keep keep contributing I, I will so yeah who knows I guess
0: when you're playing great now, it doesn't look like the ends creeping up on you at all contract wise though are you locked in for next season how are you situated in terms of that yeah
1: i'm, I'm still uh, i've got well next year I guess um, if it goes ahead I guess um, next year and then uh, yeah I'm off after next year so um, next year will be a contract year and, and yeah we'll see
0: Now that we're getting very close to the end of our first season here on Hoop 7's Basketball Hustle a big reminder to all our listeners that you've still got an opportunity to win your very own set of playing singlets that's right you can design them yourselves you can put whatever you want on them they'll get made and manufactured All just for you, thanks to ID Athletic. ID Athletic, one of our great partners here at Hoops Evans Basketball Hustle, have been kind enough to offer one of our listeners their very own set of playing singlets. So whether you're a social team, a junior team, whatever level of basketball you're playing at, you might not get to wear them, unfortunately, for for a month or two now, thanks to everything we're going through. But once you hit the court again, you'll be able to look your very best in your own set of basketball singlets. So, All you have to do is jump on Facebook, jump on our Twitter account, jump on our Instagram, type in Basketball Hustle, send us a photo of the current playing singlets that your team is playing in, tell us why you need a new set of singlets, and next week on our very last show of this season, Sean Redditch, The Scoring Machine, will pick out a winner and we'll announce the winner, thanks to Artie Athletic, of a brand-new, custom-designed, printed-and-made, set of basketball singlets for you and your team. Make sure you head to our social media pages, get your entry in, and also head to idathletic at idathletic.com for all of your, your basketball apparel needs. Let's assume that you'll be awarded at the championship this season because I think, I think it's just the right thing to do, so I think it has to happen. Could have you ever imagined 11 years ago that you'd be a six-time NBL championship winner and no one in the history of the league has won more championships than you would have?
1: Well, I don't want to jinx it, first of all, so let's just go five. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, five, I mean, I, you know, you speak about it with Damo and, you know, as you said, we got here at the same time and, you know, I think it's just the, you don't ever expect that when you get to a place and starting professional basketball, you, you don't ever expect that. Um, as I said, I'm now married, he's, well, Damo's now married, yeah. he's got two kids, I've got three kids, we've kind of grown up together, I guess, somewhat, <laughs> still, still pretty immature, um, but you know you, you look at how life's changed in in the last eleven years it's it's pretty spectacular and memorable think.
0: do you expect to have played your last game with Damo? or do you have any idea if you know if you know something you shouldn't know don't tell us here because he, <laughs> <laughs> demo announced it himself but what what do you think he'll do? do you think he, there's a chance he'll play on
1: yeah look I don't know and that's that's his decision i we've kind of i don't know i've I've always respected that even at contract time it's always you know his decision and you know, decisions are bigger than, you know, the team, you know, you got to look at family and mm. time of your life. So yeah, look, I'm not sure. I think he's off contract. So he's been a, a phenomenal player for the last 11 years. And I think probably time for another discussion, but mm. I think arguably the greatest wildcat ever. There's mm. a, there's a debate for you. So, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I think he's, he's, he's shown in the series that he, he's obviously um was a bit injured earlier on in the year. And um, but he's shown he can still contribute and when you add that one-two punch of him and Norto, still think it's very formidable. So um, we'll see. But that's, I guess that's his decision and yeah, we'll see.
0: It is a great debate, isn't it? Because I think what's been lost that people have been talking about Bryce as potentially being the greatest Wildcat ever and starting to rival Ricky Grace. But you've played alongside two guys, Damo and Sean, who probably deserve to be in that discussion too. I
1: think Sean is equalled Grace with maybe club MVPs. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, but I think, you know, Damo played in the Olympics, he's captain of the club for what the last eight maybe years. Yeah. Five championships. You know, he's up there on the games list, whatever time defensive player of the year. Six, yeah. Six, yeah. That's, I mean that's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I think he's won well, he's won every single Wildcats defensive player of the year. Yep. So I th- that's probably an argument that he is.
0: <laughs> Do you expect to see during you maybe maybe even while you're still playing? To see both number forty two and number fifty three up in the rafters while you're still playing, or even, you know, sometime within the, in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, look, I'm not sure if it I'll still be playing, but yeah. I fully expect them both to be to be hanging up there. Um, again, that's probably a decision for for people high in yep. you know places much higher than me. But I think both of those are kind of no-brainers.
0: Whose book would you be most likely to read if they both wrote one?
1: <laughs> Damos. He would he would have some stories. I would still read Sean's, yep. But Damo, if it was all access, i tell you what, he'd have some stories.
0: Okay. Maybe I need to maybe I need to finish Sean's first and then see if Damo's keen to do one as well. And maybe, <laughs> maybe we can have a have a double act. Um,
1: yeah, it might I'm not sure if it'll be all PG rated, but it'll definitely
0: be interesting. <laughs> what I do know is that there's more chance that I'm required to write demos for him than I am with Sean. I think Damo's much <laughs> less likely to sit down and write it himself. yeah we'll see (laughs) what what about your family go back 11 years i i think you would have you would have expected to still be here with steph 11 years later when did you know that you you wanted to have a family together and what's it like now having three children and being married
1: yeah look it um i think you know when steph first came out to to australia we're living in scarborough and she was definitely homesick. Mm. You know, I remember looking at her looking at me and saying, "I'm never having kids here." I said, "You know, that's fine. Like, that's yeah. we can move back." And, and now three kids later, so <laughs> she's a citizen. She loves it. I'm not sure where we'll live post basketball. I'd be happy to move back um, to the states. Yeah. Um, that's where her family's from, and they're a very close family mm. unit. And they come out to visit now, obviously with the kids, the grandkids, and um, see them every year. So yeah, I'm not sure where life will take us in the next and next eleven years, I guess. But mm. if it's anything like the last eleven, I'm not sure it'll be
0: good. That was my next question. I was wondering if, because the whole time I knew you guys before you had kids, there was always a discussion that um, post-basketball would be a possibility that you would go back to the United States, but I guess it's still something that you, you're still trying to, to make make a final decision on.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd still contemplate it. You know, the kids are, well, Ken's three now and we've got a, well, a two-month-old and a, I guess, 20-month-old, or yeah. well, nearly a two-year-old. So life's pretty hectic right now. and. Um, you know, they'll be starting school pretty soon. And so it's a big life decision. You know, we're happy in Perth and we'll see. I mean, we're happy in Denver. So, yeah. you know, I think it's not sort of about really where you're at it's how happy you are. So sure. um, we can be happy kind of anywhere. So we'll, we'll see.
0: I guess because of what's happening with coronavirus, I guess we don't know any answers right now in what's happening moving forward. But what's your plan for an off-season like this? What do you look to do for the next six months before you, I guess, ramp up pre-season training fully again?
1: Um. I'm not too certain, to be honest. I haven't really thought about it. I mean, we usually head back to the States as a, as a family, but this year it's off the cards now, but it was yeah. already off the cards. We didn't really want to travel with three little rat bags. It was mm. bad enough with uh, two last year. So we weren't going to travel. We just going kind to of stick around Perth and maybe go down south or up north and, and get away as a, as a family like that. But I think pretty quiet, actually. Yeah, just kind of mooch around and spend some time with the family.
0: Are you still studying at all or have you got all of the degrees that you need for now?
1: No, actually, actually just started up again. Started up? Uh, yeah, so I was halfway through a Master's of Financial Planning, so I've started started that up again.
0: Okay. Do you think, I mean, it could be engineering, it could be finance, it could be any sort of field that you end up settling on. Do you know what you might want to do career-wise once you stop playing?
1: Absolutely no idea. <laughs> we'll, we shall see. It's uh, Yeah, watch your space. If anyone's got a job out there that they want to offer in a couple of years or however many years, we'll uh, – We'll touch base.
0: <laughs> Is that a good position to be in? Knowing that you you can pretty much go and choose any field of work you want to work in, and you'll you'll have some sort of qualifications in it. Is that a Do you feel like that's a good position to be in?
1: Yeah, as a yes and no. Um, I'm well aware that I'll be a thirty something. You know, I'll have the pieces of paper, but I won't have too much experience. So um, I'm well aware of that, and I'll be starting at the bottom. <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever that field may be in, I guess.
0: Going back to Sean for a second. When he retired, the season after when you played without him for the first time, did you notice that a lot of the heckling on the road that he had been copping started coming in your direction? And has that been picking up the last couple of years? Um,
1: not really. I reckon it's probably tapered off a bit, actually. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just ignoring it or not hearing it anymore. <laughs> okay. um, no, nah, I mean, you get heckled anywhere you go. And I think any team gets heckled. I'm sure every team that comes to Perth cops are berating. So, sure. um yeah, what goes around comes around, and, but I haven't I haven't really noticed a noticeable uptick. I guess.
0: What's the What's the best trick that you learned off him from watching him go about his business?
1: What's the best? Sorry,
0: the best trick that you learned off him. He he had all sorts of little. You were always pretty good at it, but Sean just had that extra way of getting under an opposition skin that I don't think you had when you first got here.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Look, I think you know, not not necessarily a trick, but I think Sean's work ethic was was up yeah. there with the best. You know, he just worked hard every day day in, day out, practice, game, didn't matter. He was, he was always getting after it. So I think, you know, if you can take something like that from him, um, it's probably better than any little trick, I guess. But, um, yeah, his work ethic was kind of second to none.
0: All right, Jesse. I could probably keep talking to you all day, but you've probably got better <laughs> things to do, given the three little ones that you've got on your hands right now. Um, the best thing about the season ending is that the fact that you get to stay home now and you don't have to jump on a plane every few days and you get to stay home and, and see these little little munchkins.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's certainly different, you know, getting over in practice and, and uh, seeing three little rat bags, but now you get to wake up with them, so um it'll definitely be good. And um, as I said, spend some time with the family and just uh yeah, just hanging out for a while. All
0: right. Very special edition of Poops Sevens Basketball Hustle, all about Jesse Wake stuff. And I hope everyone enjoyed <laughs> the insight and the openness that he was he was willing to provide. Always a pleasure to catch up with you, Jesse, and thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Have a great time.